0: So, man, my brothers and my sisters, it is Brother Solis live with another episode of Coffee and the Truth. You already know I got my two brothers, probably from the same mothers. They are not me. Brother
1: Hall. What's up, my brothers?
0: And then we got none other than Mr. Star himself,
2: Elliot. Hello.
0: As we've been going through these podcasts, being led by the Lord to speak on some things, we have been getting into some deep topics, wanting others to know the things that we battled, and to let others know that they are survivors, they are overcomers, and they are not dictated by these things, and we're just sharing our hearts with y'all, and so as we get further into that, I am drawn today to James 1, And 23, which reads, if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Now, don't take me out of context here. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's about us being doers of the word and not just hearers. And he's saying because if we're just hearers, then this is what it's like. But as I read this, Brother Hall, I picture myself looking inside of the mirror. I often tell people, It's bad when people lie to you. But it's worse when you lie to yourself. And so as I'm looking in the mirror. I can fake a lot of things to a lot of people. But one thing I cannot fake is me to me. And as I read this, this is something that I'm. Drawn to because I see it in a lot of individuals. And I ask this question. Although it's hard. But can I be real with myself? Can I be real with myself? See, we often go through problems in our walk with Christ. But we have to know, and this is something my wife knows, I preach the mess out of this stuff. You have to know you. Flat out it. You have to know you, you have to know your emotions, you got to know how you operate. And what I mean by this is oftentimes we like to pass the buck. We often like to pass the blame on others. And I understand where that comes from. That comes from the garden. Eve blames. I mean, Adam blames Eve. Eve blames the serpent. There's a lack of responsibility. And so where there's a lack of responsibility, there's a lack of growth. There's a lack of progression. And so I cannot grow in Christ until I become real in Christ. And so I cannot grow and until I am real with myself. So when I look in the mirror, I have to remember the man when I walk away from the mirror. And I have to remember that this man, if I let him run rampant, this man can destroy me. If I let him run rampant, this man can cause discord in the body. And I'm not t- telling you you're a bad person. I'm telling you you're a human being. I'm telling you this because I know how it is myself. I know how it is to allow myself to run free. And I understand the damage that it can cause. There has been seasons within my life where I allowed me to run free. And I walk in a church and say, praise the Lord, brother, really and truly. They step away and there's something in my ear trying to cause discord with them. Why? Because I wasn't real with myself. And so, if I just looked in the mirror, and I realized, hey, Sunday morning—I know everybody likes to use that saying. My wife, she, she, uh, she's real about it. Um, easy like the morning of a Sunday. You ever heard that saying? Well, my wife says Sunday morning ain't easy. She is absolutely right. It is not easy. Why? Because Sunday morning—let's be real—that's where the knockout dragouts come in with the wife. That's where it comes in with the sister, brother. Elliot knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's where all these, you know, you first off, you're fighting. You're fighting your flesh with that alarm clock. You know, you feel like you conquered it, man. You feel like you got it in the headlock, and then your alarm, it, it gets you in the headlock. You know, you pressing the snooze button, and you back to sleep. And then now you're mad because you woke up late. And now you're mad because the kids, they're all grumpy because... They fell asleep late. And you fell asleep late, and it's just is. And so I have to remember, okay. And I I know the, I know what I'm talking about. I mean, y'all maybe I I know what I'm talking about because it happens regularly in my life. I have to know when I look in that mirror, brother Solis. I don't like being late. I'm not a late person. I'm 30 minutes early to work. That's just the type of person that I am. And if I'm late, it will cause some aggravation in my life. It will. I would start bickering and complaining towards my wife, and you know, at my kids, just being being grumpy. And since I'm late, automatically, brother Hall, I got some preconceived notions that I'm gonna walk in this church, and the brother's gonna say something to me, and I'm gonna pop off with a smart attitude. You know what I'm saying, or an ugly attitude. And I'm, like I said, I'm being real, I'm being transparent. I ain't trying to hold nothing back from nobody in here. So what I need to do personally before I leave that mirror, I need to look in there and say, Jonathan, you got to die today. Because if Jonathan doesn't die today and Jonathan doesn't know, hey, because you're late, you're going to cause some problems. There is some times where I had to stop before I even got to church. And even though I'm running late, pray at the house because I got I, and tell the Lord, look, Lord, I already know. Then I'm gonna go over there, and if somebody says something, I'm gonna have a I'm I'm, I'm gonna have a snobby attitude about it or I'm I'm gonna get upset. Help me. I don't wa- I don't want to do that. And this is what I mean. Can I be real with myself? I have to be real with myself. And this is one of you know the things that I'm I'm talking about within myself. But there's some individuals that I know personally. They'll tell you, man, if I spend time alone long enough, I'll start getting depressed. And see that's being real with yourself. If you're not real with yourself, you're often going to allow now you're going to allow a depressive spirit. Now I'm allow the spirit of discord and whatever that is uh the Sunday morning spirit, I <laughs> can whatever you want to call it. I can allow that to go and hinder the move of God and hinder what God needs to do. But if James is telling me if I just hold on to that law. And what is the first thing I got to do is like Paul says, man, I got to die daily. If I hold on to that, if I hold on to that in the morning, because that's me. Me mad because I'm running late, has nothing to do with the pastor, has nothing to do with brother Staines, has nothing to do with brother Patterson and got nothing to do with brother Hall. That got to do with brother Solis. You get what I'm saying? And if I'm not real with Brother Solis, then I'll go over here causing some havoc just because the brother, you know, mentions, you know, I'm late. And I have to be cautious of this, and I have to understand this. So, Brother Hall, help me out here. What What, what is your opinion about this, brother?
1: So, I know uh, the scriptures that uh, that I felt that the Lord gave me to use it's very it's something that i'm sure many of us already know it's from the sermon on the mound matthew 7 and 3 when jesus was saying why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye but considers not the beam that is in thine own eye and really a lot of times it's that's why uh there's a saying you know those that can't do teach you know it's there, which is not, which is not obviously a true saying at all, but a lot of times it's so much easier to tell someone else what to do without you having to do it. And, and many times what, um, what can happen if we're not careful is we're, because in our minds, it's almost like, um, we try to have almost like a fantasy in a sense. We try to we don't want to think that we're doing wrong and that we're not pleasing the Lord, that we're, that uh, we're allowing things to happen in our life. So we try to, we try to live other people's life and, and try to say, Oh, well, you just got to do this or, Oh, well, you just got to do that and, and make it like, there's no issue with myself and what happens when those things happen and you're not being real with yourself and you're trying to focus so much on what other people are dealing with and that basically other people are the problem and that you're not the problem is when we get into Matthew 7, 6 where he says, Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. It may seem like this is kind of random given what he was just talking about looking at uh, the moat that's in your brother's eye and not seeing that there's a a big log is what really the translation of beam is just like a, this huge thing sticking out of your eye. Really what it is is holy is yes, we know it's the Lord, but also it's, it's truth. If you're not listening and being real with yourself or being truthful with yourself, you become a dog and you become a pig. You no longer are wanting to hear truth because you're not being real with yourself. So now someone that God could even be sending your way can now not tell you truth because you do not want to hear it. And that, and, and also it's uh, couple to couple with that in Proverbs one, seven, when God says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Multiple scriptures in Proverbs are talking about those that are foolish, and the reason why he says that is, uh, I think the f- scripture that best describes it is as, "As a dog returns refer- to his own vol- vomit, so a fool returns to his folly." Basically, it's a fa- like I was just saying, it's a fantasy land. You have this this whole idea that your life is really a fantasy, and you're not, and you're not really living in real life. So. So, in your mind, what you're doing is not hurting you when we, or your mind what you're watching is not hurting you in your mind what friendships you have are not affecting you because you're not the problem. everybody else is the problem, even though I may be going and i'm uh and i'm a toxic person and I just talk down about people or or I may have uh dealt with abuse in my life that is um that I never that I never officially overcome so because of that I can't trust women anymore or I can't trust men anymore or I can't trust my family members anymore because I think that they're just going to take advantage of me so anytime that I get close to anybody it's always going to be their fault because I'm not addressing that there is an issue within myself and then uh I think before we before we had talked uh before we started all of this I said there is a reason that people say when you're trying to overcome addiction or when you're trying to overcome whatever thing that you're dealing with, the first, the first step is always admit you have a problem. I can't fix a problem if I don't acknowledge that there is a problem. If I'm saying everybody else is the problem, how can God talk with me and tell me and help me how to fix my problem when the problems with everybody else. And as, as we're talking here, I'm I'm, I'm drawn
0: to the Cain and the Abel situation. Why did Cain kill Abel?
1: He didn't think he had an issue.
0: Right. So it's obvious that there's some jealousy here. But he, listen to where I'm going with this. This is pretty awesome. The Lord just showed me this. Now I don't think that I had this written down, like as, as brother Hall is talking, the Lord is just speaking to me. So this man gets mad at his brother because the Bible lets us know that his brother presented a better offering to the Lord, sacrifice. So He gets mad at brother. Could it be because he was a procrastinator? So now he allowed himself to tell himself, oh no, it's because your brother's XYZ. Instead of him looking in the mirror and saying, no, it's because you're a procrastinator. And God can see that. And the more you push off, the things of God and you put yourself forth, the more God can do something and the more God looks down and sees that you don't want it. While your brother, on the other hand, is not a procrastinating and he's doing whatever he needs to do to be pleasing to God. And he's trying to do whatever it takes for things around him to be pleasing to God, even the things that he offers to God. But if he was just real with himself and he understand, I'm not jealous of my brother. I'm jealous of myself. I'm jealous because I have the opportunity to have the same drive as my brother. But I choose not to because TikTok's a little too important. Because my YouTube videos are too important or my K-pop dramas are too important or my novellas are too important because why I'm watching my novellas, brother Hall's over there getting in tune with God. And so now he's coming to church with a better offering to the Lord than I am because I have nothing to operate because I'm full of myself and the world. While brother Hall is full of the spirit. So he, and if he's full of the spirit, then that means he's in tune with the spirit. So he knows that, Hey, you know what? The Lord wants a dance right now. The Lord wants me getting on my knees and lifting up my hands right now. The Lord wants a shout right now. Because I'm too full of novellas. Novellas are telling me, oh, you know what? I need to go hug Brother Hall and smite him in his rib like Joab. Because that's what the world is telling me to do. Because I'm not the problem, right? My brother is. And you can tell that there was some kind of hatred within himself so much that, okay, not only that it, it killed his brother's relationship. Then that, that what was dwelling within him would pop off to the Lord. Am I I my brother's keeper? There's no respect there. Why? Because I'm not going to respect somebody that I don't give my time to.
1: And then, and another thing as well, just like, Just like we were saying about, or I was just talking about with not hearing truth because he's not being real with himself. God even told him before he killed Abel, hey, you got an issue. You need to address it. And didn't address it. Right. So, I mean, that's like, again, you, uh, if (laughs) he just didn't want to accept because. It could be uh, just like you were saying, but it could even be also pride because he was the older brother. It's was like, I'm not going to let my younger brother get better offering than I am. Right. Because I'm the older brother. I'm supposed to be accepted. I'm the one that, that was even showed how to do this in the first place. My mom and dad showed me how to do this. I, I've been doing this longer than him. And the Lord's going to accept his offer. No, no. He's the problem is what it is. And that's, and, and all of his anger and frustration with himself he projected over here because he didn't want to accept that he was the problem. Right. You know, me and
0: my wife, we had we had an issue in, in our, our life before, um, not with each other. We just, of course, the home that I live in now, the Lord was good to me. Was, I mean, trust me, this is all God right here. And I had some people get sour about it. I didn't rub it in people's faces. I didn't throw it in people's faces. I didn't do anything of that nature because I know I'm here because of God. Not because of what I do, because God got me here. I understand that fully. But it's easy for me to look over there and say, you know what? Brother Hall, he's just jumping up there because he's one of the ministers or he wants to be favored with pastor. And it's easy for me to have the, and they look and, you know, it's easy for you to look at my house and it's easy for you to get jealous that I have this. But why not understand that maybe it's because I sacrifice some meals for this. And I sacrifice some times in the morning for this. And I sacrifice some Facebook time to get into that real book time for this. You get what I'm saying? And that's where you have to become real with yourself. I can't get mad at my brother because my brother's getting in tune with God. The only person that I have to be real with is myself. And this is where I'm telling us. I'm not, I'm not trying to point nobody out or make anybody feel bad. Please do yourself a favor. Please do the Lord a favor and know who you are and present it to the Lord. If he, if Cain could just have presented his feelings and his emotions and what he was going through to God. Don't you think God could have changed the situation? See, often we want God to change the situation, but God is the perfect gentleman. Shout out to brother Patterson for that. He's not going to come up all up in our Kool-Aid and he's force himself on us. He's not going to do that. We're going to have to, Why do you think we tell people what lift up their hands? That's a sign of what? What is that? Surrender. I'm no longer holding on to this no more. I'm letting go of this right now. Why? Because now I am no longer Lord over my issue. But as we see with Cain, as long as i harbor these things and I try to deal with them. It's not going to happen. You're right brother Hall I love the way that you brought that out because the first step to overcoming addiction is realizing that there is a problem but the longer that you harbor that problem in you're not gonna you're not gonna get the help that you need because you are the reason why you're in that and i'm 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 not saying that you know to bash people or 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 make it seem make you more depressed or I'm not saying that the way that I overcame depression was a fact that God would open my eyes to show me that the people that I was depressed over were living life while I wasn't. I was setting myself how many, a couple of months. I thank God it was a couple of months. It wasn't, you know, on years, but I was setting myself back in life. Those amount of months. While they were moving forward, I was staying stuck in the past. And he showed me that. And that's how I overcame it. First, I realized, Hey, there is a problem of depression. And second, when I started realizing that, then I can bring that before God. God, and I can, I can show the Lord. And then as I show the Lord, I surrender these things to the Lord. But as long as I keep them within myself, there's going to be some issues. And not only that, there's going to be issues with people that can help me. And people that want me to be better. And people that can see the better in me. You don't think that his brother could have helped him get a closer relationship with God? His brother didn't seem like a stingy person that wouldn't want to share nothing. He seemed like a person that was willing to share this, the goodness of God. But he's over there looking at brother and jealousy. If jealousy is one of your deals, please realize that it is and put it in its place. Don't think that just because you got your breakthrough on Sunday or or Wednesday, whatever you got your breakthrough before, that it's not going to try to pop up again. Know when it does arise that this this isn't of God. That's why it's good to write down your feelings, people. Write them down. Write down those things that you fight. The reason why I'm saying that is because you don't want to be blindsided to these things. That's why I try to teach my wife and I try to teach my children that if somebody offends me, And I overreact, it's not that person's problem, it's mine. I don't try to take losses, I really don't. There's always a lesson in some of these things. And I told my wife, you will find out in your offenses that there is something that you've been harboring because why am I going to get offended at something that's not true? Right? Mm -hmm. If it's not true, then it's a lie. But there's something within my heart that's telling me the statement that you're making is true. And this is how I feel. And this is where I tell my wife, I don't walk around. I don't, I don't ever, I and I think glory be to God and say, oh, this person, that person. I always try to look, okay, Jonathan, what, what is it that you got? What is it that you got? And I apologize to the person if I overreacted, but I always try to walk off Giving God what it was that I was holding on to, and there's and there's some things. I mean, the Lord will speak to you if you let him. One time, um, you know, I'm at, I'm at work, and my boss questions my uh, my my knowledge. <laughs> I've been doing this for ten years, um, metal, you know, fabrication shops and things of this nature. I've been doing it for ten years, so. He comes and he starts measuring my stuff. And I'm I'm all bent out of shape. You know, I prayed in the morning, whatever, whatever, and, and did all, all what I was supposed to do or, you know, if that's even the right thing to say. But, you know, did you pray? Yes, I did pray. But I get all bent out of shape. I mean, I'm all mad. Like, oh, you know, you don't think that I know what I'm doing, you know. And the Lord said, that's your problem. You got pride. Right? It's it's pride. It wasn't the fact that this man says, hey, this is my money on the table if there's a mess up, not yours. But pride won't let you see that, right? Pride won't let you do that. Pride will have you walking around thinking that, oh, you know what? No, it's because of this and it's because of that. It's because he don't think that I know what I'm doing. It's because he thinks that I'm dumb. No, but wisdom would allow you to understand. Yes, this is his money on the line. If are you willing to throw away a thousand dollars, you know, some of them things that we're messing with, they can run up to $12,000. Are you willing to throw $12,000 because somebody was full of pride and they thought that they knew what they do and they weren't? No. So don't expect another man to. But yeah, I hadn't, I mean, the Lord had to show me that and I had to start, you know, catching myself and I, I got to understand. And that's how you know that you're really progressing forward when you start understanding situations instead of just off the back, just popping attitudes and things of that nature. You know, you start understanding, you know, you start looking at, well, you know, brother Hall just happened to wake up on the wrong side of the bed or brother Hall just got some bad news from his employer and he just needs to let some things off. And here comes Brother Solis all up in his face without giving him some time. You know, he's and, and I I tell people, you got to know your brothers, too. You really do know the people around you. Seriously, I'm, I mean that with all sincerity. I I try to tell my young people this. If you know that I'm not the type of person, Brother Hall, that wants to tell you something bad and I do. Please be fool enough of the Holy Ghost to sit there and say, That ain't Brother Solis, that's that old flesh that he's been chilling with. You know what? I'm gonna go wrap I'm gonna go wrap my arms around and say, brother, I love you. And I thank you and I appreciate you. Because he probably ain't telling himself that right now. You know? But it's good that we know our circle. And we know that the people right now in this circle do not wanna see me fail, are not people that wanna see me leave the church are not people that want depression to be in my home and to be in my marriage. Are not people that want to see me in poverty. These are people that want to see me better and want to see my children better. And I have to know that cuz that's going to help me when they slip up and that's going to help me when I slip up. Now what do you got to say, Brother Hall?
1: Well, you were you were talking about um I forgot specifically what the what the wording of it was, but it was kinda seeing about like somebody um kinda like you were talking about, like somebody's getting blessed with something and um but you know, looking out what have you been doing and you haven't been doing anything, it brought to my mind what I had preached it was it may have been even over a year ago. And the title of the message is What Will He Find You Doing and the uh, the main text was Luke chapter twelve, verse forty three, and the scripture reads that blessed is the servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find him find so doing. And like he's given a parable basically of saying that um he's first he starts off by saying, Blessed is a man that when his Lord comes finds him so doing, basically doing the work, doing what he's supposed to do. And then it goes and he talks about another servant that said, Oh well Master's delayed latest coming. He's not going to be coming back for a while, so he's going. He's getting drunk. He's going. He's partying. He's going, doing all of his stuff. And then when his master comes finally, says, thou fool, and then you know, and begins to, um, you know, beat him and different things like that. But it, it's saying like today's you're so required and and whatnot. So it's talking about the that when the Lord comes, like that's that's how it's going to be. You know, people are going to think about that. But what I was telling what I was telling the the church was that there are things that God's put in you to do. And you may not think that it means anything. You may not think it may be anything of any grand scale, or there may be something that you always like to do. It could be uh, for me. What I was letting them know is that I, I always wanted to learn Spanish. I didn't know why. I always felt like I wanted to know Spanish. I never had any specific reason. I just always wanted it. Well, then God started calling me and my wife, and we've still learned the language and everything, but that's what we started feeling like God was going to end up eventually using us in Spanish ministry. So we started learning, and, and that was all from something that when I ever, as long as I could remember, that I always wanted to learn Spanish. And I was saying, what can happen is if God's put something in you and you're not doing anything with it, what's going to happen is you're going to look to somebody else that God put that same thing in, and God's starting to use them, God's starting to flow through them, and then you're looking at them upset because you know you sat on your gift, you sat on what God put on your heart, you you sat on your burden or whatever it was, and you're seeing somebody else that went and did the work. You're seeing, well, man, I always wanted to learn piano or or whatever it was, and I just I just never had the time. But then you're seeing some other young person or some person of your same age that's being used now and being used in conferences and all these different things, and you're just thinking, well, I can't. Uh, and, and what's really happening is you're upset at yourself, but you're pointing all of your problems and everything at this brother that never did anything to you. All they did was they just put in the work. And I think most of the
2: time, I guess our emotions are led by either pride or jealousy. If there's anything that we really need to pray for in these days, is pride and jealousy. But Brother Hall, I'm going to be real honest with you. It could It's real easy for me on Wednesdays, when you're playing the drums, and you're playing the song that I want to play, that I like to play, it's real easy for me to get jealous, or prideful, or whatever it is. But I, I gotta, I gotta put that flesh down. I gotta die daily, and so, so I, I gotta be real with myself. I got, I gotta go into that church bathroom. I gotta go into that, wherever it is. I gotta be real with myself, but. I really think that is a really big problem in the in these days. Yeah, because I gotta understand, I'm not,
0: I'm not fighting you. I'm fighting me. And because I'm allowing me to win, I'm allowing you to lose. You know, I'm the one that's supposed to protect, and Elliot was there. I said. You know, I'm I'm all for the generation of water walkers. I'm all for the generation of the giant slayers. But I said, we need a generation of some armor bearers. Mm -hmm. That's what we need this day and age. That's what we need to teach our kids to be armor bearers. Because it's great. One man killed the giant. During that time. One man killed the giant. And that was David. This is the time I'm speaking about. One man walked on water. So if I start preaching to these people, they can get very minded one deep and think and get very selfish and think that they got it together. But if I can teach. My children, if I can teach these youth that the Lord has has given me the privilege to help. About an armor bearer. A brother who is here to protect his brother. To find out his brother's weakness so the enemy cannot come and protect my brother. That's what we need. But see what jealousy does. It will get you on that Saul trip. It would get you trying to kill the very person that is helping you succeed. He was sitting there trying to kill David. And knowing that David was the one killing his enemies. But he was too caught up in jealousy. He was too caught up in himself. that he could not see. I am trying to kill the very person that has been helping me succeed. He got mad. Saul kills his thousand and David his ten thousand. Why are you so mad, Saul? Do you not understand that victory got to continue after you die? Don't you want this generation pushing the gospel a little bit further? Don't you want this generation going in areas that you didn't go? Don't you want this gospel preached in, in areas of the city that you could not reach? Why are you warring with your brother Saul? This man is the reason why you're successful because you're caught up in you. Because you could not be real. You sat on the blessings of God. You chose to disobey God. You chose to be your own God. And now. God has given what you were supposed to have to somebody who wanted it. Because everything that is done in the dark will come to light. David was in the dark so much that his own daddy passed him up. Until God said it's time for you to come out the dark because everything that is done in dark, all them prayers that you've been praying and all that. you you could see the type of man he is when he steps on the field and says, God, the same God that delivered this lion and the bear is the same God. He didn't say, oh, well, you know what? I killed the bear and I I killed the lion and I'll kill. No, he said the same God that delivered these in my hand is going to be the same God. And it still is the same God that's going to give me this victory. Where did he get that? He got that at the moment. No, he got that over there when he was tending to them sheeps, when everybody was getting passed up in the dark. And what Paul was doing, I mean, what Saul, sorry, was King Saul was doing in the dark eventually came to the light when he started to take the, allow fear. He started allowing fear and fear ultimately drove him to disobey God's word and put himself in the position to where I got to, I got to take control of this. Because the man of God is being delayed. I got to take control. And I got to start offering sacrifices. That wasn't your job. But because you're already out of whack. Because you're not even in sync. Because you're already disunified. You're already allowing some disunity to come up in here. And that's why you couldn't be on the same page with God. And now you're over here. And then all of this. And you know what I'm, what I'm getting at is. We have to be cautious of that. And we had to be aware of that. And so, if you're you're saying, okay, brother Solis, I, I see you're pointing me out. Okay, that's me. That's me. I want to give you some hope. I, I'm I'm not giving this podcast just to kind of point you out and leave you high and, and 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 the dry. Yes, you can get back up. First, you got to recognize that you've been sloppy, and you've been procrastinating, and you've been lagging. And once you realize that, then you can get back up. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm telling you that for real. Um, my daughter's birthday was in J- July, so this happened not that long ago. I was cooking a brisket. I got blessed by a guy from my, my job with a pellet grill. And I was cooking this brisket in this pellet grill, and the pellet grill kept cutting off on me. I would get it good. Real. I'll get the fire good, uh, everything, the augers feeding, all that all that stuff's going great. I'll, I, We did a podcast that night. I go back out there, it's cut off. I got it going, remember? You know, everybody leaves. I go to bed. It's already late. I'll wake up in the morning and it's cut off again. But this time when I wake up in the morning, you know what the Lord told me, Brother Hall? Something that you do not want to hear. Something that I don't want to hear. And hoping that you don't have to hear. He said, you're just like that fire. You get good and then you get cut off. I knew exactly what he was talking about. I'll get on fire, man. I'll get, you know, I'll get that prayer going good. I'll get that. Re- I always, thank God I stayed, stayed in the word. But I can honestly tell you my prayer life was has not always been 100. I can honestly tell y'all that. I knew what he was talking about. Am I getting in communion with him. And getting a conversation with him. And you know consecration. No. And he was right. Because I'll get up man. I, I mean it will go great great great. And three days later man I'm. Pff, cut off again. Cut off again. But in that moment, I had to realize that I was the problem. It was not God. It was not my pastor. It wasn't the people in the church. I had to get real with myself. And when I did, that's when I was able to get back up and get to that place where I needed to be. And that's what I mean. There is still hope. You know, rejoice against me, O my enemy, when I fall, for I shall arise. And that's the kind of attitude that you got to have. Don't rejoice and don't help the devils rejoice over you because you fell. Get back up. The man Peter fell, ladies and gentlemen. The man David fell. The man Abraham fell. But all of these individuals, we like to we, we like to help that when we're falling. We like to point that out, right? We like to throw that in people's face. But I always tell people they didn't die that way. Mm-hmm. Why are you giving yourself room to continue to live in failure? Because none of those men died in their failures. Those men failed, allowed their failures to make them greater. And that's what I mean by this. Allow these things to make you greater. Allow this to recognize that there's something in you that you have to put to death and that you have to die. Don't allow this to be something that dies with you, that died conquered. There's a reason why we call y'all vivers, and that's short for survivor. Because I'm, I survived this. This thing does no longer holds me down and no longer has dominion over me. I possess the dominion. And I'm telling you, you can get back up. You can look in the mirror, and, I, and I'm trying to get y'all to realize, to walk away and understand the enemy that you fight. What do you got, Brother Hall?
1: So when you had talked about uh, the whole thing, and I've I've heard it preached so many times to to youth conferences and different things like that. Oh, there's a generation of giants, like like all of that. And the thing is, everybody wants to be like the Apostle Paul with all of these miracles, these different signs and wonders that he's done, calling out people that are demon-possessed and just saying, like, Commanded the demon to come out like everybody wants to be like that. The Apostle Paul wouldn't have been anything if it was not for a Barnabas. Because when the Apostle Paul came to Jerusalem, nobody wanted to accept him. Yeah, yeah. Because they weren't sure they knew they knew who he was before. And they're like, man, we don't know if this is a trick or what's going to happen. Right. But you had a Barnabas who is known as the son of consolation, he was a encourager. He stands up and says, no, I've seen this man. This man is preaching the gospel. He's talking about his testimony. You don't hear about Barnabas going out and preaching. You don't hear about Barnabas performing these mighty works and these mighty things. But what he did was he was an encourager, even to the point when they had John Mark come with them and John Mark got homesick, wanted to go home with his mom. And the Apostle Paul didn't want to have anything to do with John Mark. He said, leave him. He said, he deserted us once. He's going to desert us again. But Barnabas goes with him. Barnabas goes with John Mark. And this is when we hear about Paul and Silas because Silas goes, goes with him. But then what happens towards getting towards the end of Paul's life when he's in prison, he says, bring Mark because he's profitable to my ministry. If it was like, don't just like Brother Solis is saying about having an armor bearer, have someone strive to be an encourager because you know what? It's so much, it's so much better to know that I help somebody else. That's what, that's what God wants us to be, to love each other, to help each other. That's why we are here. Because you know what you you may be someone that is low and someone that someone that that may not be able to to really see the issues that are really going on. But if you have a brother there that sees that and says, hey, you are not going to battle by yourself. I am going to war with you. We are going to get through this. You are not battling this yourself. You're not going through this yourself in your mind, but we are going to war together.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, we can, and we have to be real with ourselves. I said, I I know this was a little different podcast, but I don't want anybody to feel that we are trying to bash you or we're just trying to make you feel worse than what you were. This is just the rubber beating the road and allowing us because I know if I'm not real with myself, I can really come against my pastor. I can really come against this ministry team. I can even come against the youth. You know, and these people help me a lot. Like I told you on this podcast, if it wasn't for, you know, Brother Elliot just saying, hey, you know, Brother Solis is doing and whipping out his phone and, and we recorded the first episode. Of this podcast, if it wasn't for him pushing me to go in that, I would have procrastinated. I can honestly say that. But if I'm not cautious, you know, and not realizing that me can get in the way of our relationship. And that's what I want you to to see is to be real with yourself and to look in the mirror and tell yourself number one, I have to die today. And number two, My people are my people, and they do not want me to die, and they are not trying to kill me. And number three, when I walk away, I'm going to remember who I fight. I'm going to remember what I fight. And my people, my brothers and my sisters, are not who I fight, but the people that I help fight. The good fight of faith so y'all already know ladies and gentlemen the coffee's running low so we gots to go stay encouraged stay in the fight and stay surviving